to Storm Champ. This is Storm Champ episode 28. And if you remember, over the last couple of episodes, we started covering an idea I've had around or what I'm calling the human weapon system. And two episodes ago, we dove into an overview of how I think about the four different subsystems of what I consider the human weapon system. Uh, as a quick reminder, those subsystems include the mind, the body, the soul, and finances. Again, I'm not really a fan of the word finances, but we're going to dive deeper into that in a couple episodes. Um, and then last episode, we dove a bit deeper into the first component, the mind, and I talked through some of the daily investments that I make and some of the daily investments that we can make in order to invest a little bit more deeply into the mind um, and how we get our minds to stay focused, to stay engaged, and most importantly, how to stay rested. In this episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the second component of the human weapon system or what I call the body and dive a little bit more into the investments we can make on a daily basis to help our bodies. So as we think about our bodies and we think about taking care of our bodies, it really isn't rocket science, right? I think we make it a lot harder than we need to, yet it's often a part of our lives that we invest the least amount of time into. And so we like to make excuses on why we're not exercising enough or why we're not going to the gym or why we're not eating um, nutritiously because it's too expensive. At least that's what we tell ourselves, right? But there are some small actionable steps that we can take every day to help our bodies grow and stay strong. So what does this look like for me? Or what is it? What are the things, some of the things that I've done to invest more into my body as part of like my overall human weapon system? So super small things that you can do, right? You can do a daily walk, right? I think walking is actually the most underrated exercise um, out there, right? A a, a 20-minute walk, 30-minute walk, heck, even a 10-minute walk outside can help with clearing out your mind. It can help get you some sunlight, get you some uh, much-needed nutrients. Um, And it's just good for you, right? Just to get out there in the sun, uh, get out there in nature. Even if it's raining, do it, right? Like I, I can tell you when I was doing 75 hard, how many times I was out there walking in the rain or in the snow or in the sleet, like it just, it's really good for you because you're doing something that's challenging yourself with, you know, maybe some inclement weather. Um, but it's really good for you. Um, I try personally to do at least a 45 minute walk every day. Um, obviously sometimes scheduling or whatever doesn't allow me to do that, but it's really important for me to get outside, to get some sunlight, um, to get some fresh air. And I use it as a mechanism, as I mentioned in the previous uh, episode on around the mind is I use it as a mechanism to help clear my mind to help maybe if I've got too many thoughts happening at once or I'm working on something at work and I'm trying to juggle like a lot of different thoughts with it I'll take a quick walk outside maybe 10 15 minutes just around my neighborhood and what it does it helps kind of um solidify some of my ideas. It helps me to kind of piece them together. It helps me to step away from my computer for a second and actually like, let me think about this and kind of a deeper level. And I usually end up coming back from that walk, feeling very refreshed, feeling a lot more focused and kind of having a better idea, at least of where I should head with a specific topic or specific thing that I was taking a look at. Another things that we can do that can help us kind of in the vein of walking is stretching. Like a lot of us are sitting behind a desk desk nowadays, or even if you've got more of a physical job where you're moving around a lot, like I think it's super important for us to take a few minutes a day, you know, maybe it's once an hour, once every couple hours to stretch out a bit, stretch your arms, stretch your legs, just, you know, get up from the seat. If you're sitting a lot um, all the way towards, you know, actually getting into some deeper um, like mobility training and, and stretching, like, which we'll talk to in a little bit, but it's important to get yourself up, get your legs moving, get your arms moving, maybe, uh, you know, get, get some mobility in your neck as you might be straining as you're looking at computer screens or whatnot. 
Um, and especially same thing might be hold true if you've got a more of a physical job, even though you may be moving around, it's still good to like have some intentional time to actually get a little bit of stretching in, get a little bit of mobility in, and it's going to help you and help your body overall with feeling better and operating more effectively. Now, some of the ways that if you want to take it up a little bit of a different level, instead of just moving your body every day, you say you want to challenge your body. So there's a couple of different ways that I think about challenging my body. First thing on my list is strength training. So that could look as something like going to the gym and lifting weights, which may be a little bit intimidating for you, depending on where you're at and kind of like your fitness journey. Um, or it could be something as simple as doing a body weight exercise at home, even 15, 20, 30 minute session, body weight session can really uh, force you and challenge you to, um, to, to gain some strength and to sweat a bit and to really get some, um, some emphasis around, again, moving your body, but also putting it through a little bit of more of a challenge to kind of exercise some of those muscles that you may not be using on a day-to-day basis because of what your work or what you're doing. Another thing you can do is cardio, right? So that can getting back outside or even doing it indoors. Uh, if you've got like a treadmill, uh, get out there to run. Um, you can also cycle, whether that be outdoors on an actual bike or indoors on say like a Peloton. Um, and so, so those are some of the things you can do to get your heart rate up, to get moving a bit. Like the idea of running may not resonate with you. It doesn't really resonate with me too much, but I often find myself wanting to run anyways, because, because I don't like it, because I'm going to challenge myself and challenge my body a little bit more. I'm going to make that intentional investment and say, I'm going to actually do this thing that I really don't like because I know it's going to help me in the long run. Again, like we talked a little bit about stretching, um, maybe working through some type of actual, uh, program mobility program, or sustained mobility program where, you know, there's tons of stuff on YouTube that you can bring up and kind of follow along with working around different uh, parts of your body, everywhere from your neck, your lip, your, your legs, your hips. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do around there. And so, you know, think about more sustained stretching or even yoga. I tell you what, for the longest time, I never did yoga. I didn't think that would be something that I'd be interested in. And I regret it to this day. Um, and I regret the fact that I don't actually do yoga enough anymore, but I tell you what, doing yoga, uh, not only centers you from like a mind standpoint, but it's so good for your body. So good for the mobility and stability of your body. It's going to really force you to kind of be outside your comfort zone. And depending on what type of yoga that you're doing, um, it actually is going to force you to maybe get a little bit deeper into your own psyche. Um, cause it ends up being a type of a quiet and a lot of people can't quiet their minds, which we talked about last time. But it's again, it's good from a physical standpoint of actually challenging your body to do something different, to move in different ways that you may not normally do. And it's going to help invest a little bit more time um, into your this your body part of your weapon system. Lastly, on my list is sports, right? So there's a lot of different things you can do from a sporting standpoint. You know, think soccer, baseball, softball, even if you're like in a, a like a softball league with maybe some friends, um, but get out there, do some stuff. Um, I, for me personally, the way I use sports in my life is I train jujitsu. So obviously the, you know, that that's a, um, kind of a, it's a combat sport. I actually have a, a mark on my face or this side, a mark on my face. Cause I got my face smashed yesterday, uh, doing jujitsu. But again, it's going to force you to get a little bit stronger. It's going to force your cardio. It's going to force your mobility. It's going to, if you want to get better at it, you've got to invest in these types of things to help enable you being the best that you can be at that sport that you're practicing or that you're training in another part of the human weapon system the body part of the human weapon system is feeding your body right so that's the single most important factor that that will determine how your body operates right so the goal here is to be intentional 
uh, on what you're eating and how you're eating and also finding ways that it can be sustainable for you. If for you doing a diet works great. If you don't want to diet great that, you know, you can do it either way, but the goal here is to be super intentional, keep it super simple and just understanding what you're putting in your body and, you know, trash, the, the saying goes trash in trash out. Right. So if you're putting trash into your body, you're going to feel like trash and you're not going to be operating optimally. And so the goal here is like, let's get some nutritious food into our system. Um, make sure that it's, it's, you know, things that it's going to refresh our body and actually sustain our body to do the things that we're working on. I'll be very honest with you that the food part, the nutrition part of the human weapon system or, or enabling the human weapon system is actually the thing I struggle with the most. Cause I love food. I love different types of food. I love crappy food. Right. And so you know, I have to be super intentional with this. And one of the ways that I learned how to do this was I actually started tracking my food. I actually started weighing my food, understanding my macronutrients, how much protein was I getting? How much fat was I getting? How many carbs was I getting with everything? How big portions should actually be? I learned so much just by weighing like a chicken breast or, um, uh, a steak that I was eating and really understand like, okay, if I'm eating this eight ounce steak, this equates to this much protein. Or if I'm eating this four ounce, uh, chicken grilled chicken breast, this equals this much protein and how that fits into the over my overall macros and really trying to hit my macro goal. Now I'm not saying that you need to weigh things or measure things your entire life, but I'll tell you if, if you go through a period, just say like a 30 day period where you're actually weighing your food, actually worrying about your portions, um, really understanding the labels on your food and kind of really seeing uh, what you're putting into your body. Do that for 30 days. Just get collected data, understand how that's working for you and working within your body. And then you can just make that more of the conscious decision around like, oh, this is actually a six ounce uh, piece of chicken breast or no, this is actually eight ounces or this is a eight ounce steak. This is how it's going to fit into my, my protein intake for the day. Um, really understanding that and getting your head around that is super important for you to really figure out how to feed your body so you stay super optimal within your weapon system. Um, the last part about this is how we rest our bodies. Now, again, this is a struggle area for me. I tend to be more of a night owl. I'll tend to like try to operate on like five hours, maybe six hours of sleep. And I know that's not great for me. Ideally, we're looking for somewhere between seven and eight hours of sleep per night. Um, you want to try to unplug from your devices, you know, maybe about an hour before you go to sleep. So you give your mind a a chance to shut down a bit and kind of get itself prepped to go to sleep. I know in this day and age, that's super hard to do myself included, right? I'm always either on the computer working on something before I go to bed or I'm on the, on my phone looking at something. Um, even to the point where like I'm, I might be reading before I go to bed, but I'm usually doing it, you know, via like the Kindle app on my phone. And so that tends to be problematic, but you know, try to, you know, unplug, put your phone away, maybe turn off the notifications on your phone. It's okay to, I think, read a of actual physical book before you go to bed, or maybe you're going to do some meditation or somewhere to kind of a shutdown process before you go to bed. I think that's super important as we try to optimize, optimize how we rest our bodies before we go to sleep. And I think another thing too, that I learned a lot about my own sleep patterns is what actually tracking my sleep. Nowadays, most, most watches will do it. If you've got a smart watch, whether it be a Fitbit and uh, Apple watch or whatnot, um, but get really get an understanding of like how much are you actually sleeping, how restful is that sleep actually is for you, and then kind of figuring out, oh, okay, like this is my optimal range of sleep, and this is what I'm going to try to shoot for every night, and then make that intentional with how you're planning uh, your day to day basis. So again, from 
how do we actually do this? What are the tactical things that I do every day to kind of figure out how to optimize the body part of my weapon system? So I gave you an example, real world example, real life example for me and how I'm thinking about this and how I plan for something like this. So I took a goal this year, a longer term goal to compete in a jujitsu competition, right? And so that's something that I want to do. It's something that actually terrifies me to do. I'm not great at jujitsu. I'm not consistent at training, but I'm saying I'm going to compete and it's going to force me to actually get intentional about which, which direction I want to take my jujitsu training. And so what does that mean? Right? So training jujitsu on its own is already challenging my body, but what are the things that I need to layer in to help me the, become the better jujitsu player? Right? So part of that is strength training, right? So I have to get super intentional about how I'm doing strength training, how often I'm strength training throughout the week to kind of uh, complement my jujitsu training. Another thing is cardio. Like if you've ever done wrestling or anything like that, like you'll realize you get gassed out super quick when you're, you know, actually sparring or rolling in jujitsu. So your cardio becomes a huge piece of this. And then obviously mobility, like my mobility sucks, right? So I have to be super intentional about not only how I'm stretching before I actually train jujitsu, but how I'm stretching even before I go to bed to help rest my body to loosen up my joints, to give myself a little bit more flexibility so I can do different techniques or get in and out of techniques a little bit better. Um, so mobility is a huge part of this. Um, and so what I did was I took this yearly goal of wanting to train in a jujitsu tournament or competition, and I broke that up into like a monthly goal. So I have a monthly jujitsu related goal that I set, say for the month of July. So specifically, Say I want to work through very specific techniques and I figure out how to layer in those techniques and spending time on those techniques versus, okay, here's what I need to do with my strength training to support these techniques. Here's what I need to do with cardio to support the overall, my overall jujitsu effectiveness and especially mobility. Here's what I need to do from a mobility standpoint to help me become a better jujitsu player. From there, break it down into a weekly goal and, and I'll get very specific like, okay, this week I'm going to focus on this one technique and I'm going to train it over and over again, again, layering in strength training, mobility, layering in cardio and figuring out, okay, maybe I'm going to train jujitsu three to four times this week. That means I can probably realistically strength train two to three times a week, you know, counting weekends. Um, and then, uh, how many times or how many miles do I want to get in this week from a running or, or even walking standpoint? And then layering in mobility. I think mobility is one of those things that you can, if you're intentional about it, you can spend 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, actually make yourself more, more mobile. And those little incremental improvements are going to help you big time over the long run. Um, and so those things turn into my daily, my daily power list. And so I will say like for today, I'm going to train jujitsu. I'm going to do a mobility uh, program that's going to last about 30 minutes and, um, I say I'll, I'll go run for a mile or run for two miles and then maybe finish off the, like a 45 minute or hour session do, walking like another mile or something. So they kind of get, give me both end to end. Um, and then, so what that forces me to do, and we talked a little bit about this last time, it forces me to be super intentional with my life. It forces me to be, be super intentional with my time. And it forces me to say no to things. Like if I'm looking at my daily power list and I, no, I want to accomplish these things with a broader goal of competing one day. Like I'm going to say no to things. I have to say no to things. I can't do it all. Right. And so for me, it's, I always look at if there's something beyond my power list that I think I have to do, I actually ask myself that question. Do I really need to do this thing? And if I really need to do this thing, what am I giving up instead? 
Now, obviously, you know, emergencies come up, stuff comes up, but you have to be intentional about it. You have to ask yourself, like, is this thing that came out of nowhere that I didn't plan for? Is it really that important? And is it more important that it's going to take away from my broader goal of training for this jujitsu tournament? And so you'll figure out really quick what's important in your life and what's not important in your life. And if the answer is yes, it's important, then do it. And if it's not, then don't do it. And that's just a better, more simple way of being able to say no to people, which I know myself included, I struggle saying no to people. I don't like saying no to people. But if I can look at somebody and say, hey, listen, I really want to do this thing, but I'm training for a tournament and like I really have to get this other training in. A lot of times, like 99% of the time, that person's going to understand that and actually respect you because you're trying to do something that's not in the ordinary. Um, and you can apply that, those principles across anything that you want to intentionally do in your life. So as you think through your own weapon system, as you think through how am I investing into my body day to day, week to week, month to month, yearly, right? Think about these kind of uh, principles around being intentional, thinking of it as an investment, Thinking of it as what can I do today that's going to help me in the long run from a, just a healthy standpoint. And especially as we're getting older, myself included, you know, I often ask myself, like, why am I training jujitsu at my age? Like, I have zero reason to do it except the fact, like, if I ever get in a rough situation, I want to be able to hold my own and protect myself. And I'm not saying I want to go beat up people. I'm not saying, like, I'm going to win. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to make that person earn it right? I'm going to make that person earn whatever's happening. And I want to just be able to have the confidence in protecting myself. And you can apply that to anything that you're working on, any sport that you're applying yourself to. Um, and even if you're like, you're not exercising or you're not investing your body today, it's like, okay, what investments, even small investment can I make today? That's going to help me in the long run. And that literally could look like, you know what, the investment, the one investment I'm going to make today is I'm going to go outside and walk for 10 minutes. Could be that simple. That's actually how it started for me when I, a few years back, when I decided to make a, a difference in my life and started to do something different, literally the first exercise I did was I went outside for a walk. I think it lasted 15 minutes. I hadn't walked outside at that point, probably for about five or six years. And I don't think I had ever intentionally walked in my neighborhood at that point. And that's literally how it started for me going on a walk. And from there turn into runs from there, it turned into going to the the gym I have in my, um, uh, HOA to get in a gym membership. And it just kind of cascaded on from there. And at some point I decided to do jujitsu. Right. But it all honestly all started from a walk because I made a conscious decision to say, I am going to invest in my health and I'm going to invest in my body and I am going to do something different today. And the thing I'm going to do different is go for a walk. And it starts there. You start gaining momentum. It doesn't mean you're going to get it right every single time, but at least you're making progress. You're making forward progress. You're taking a step forward. And there's nothing saying that even if you've done this and you've reverted back, there's nothing saying you can't start again better today, right? So just get up, just do it. Feed your body a little bit better. Get a little bit more rest. And you'll see just those small little incremental changes that you make day to day are going to have tremendous effect on your life overall. So I hope you found some value in diving into the body part of the weapon system. Next episode, we're going to dive a bit into the soul part of the weapon system and how I look at the soul, because I think they're all tied together. And as you're, hopefully as you're listening to this, you're going to start seeing symbiotic relationships between the mind, the body, the soul, and especially the finances, which again, it's going to play into it all, right? So looking forward to diving into that topic. 
seeing how it all connects together and seeing how we can optimize ourselves and optimize our own weapon system. So thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website at stormchamp.com. There you'll find our show notes to this post and all of our social media. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media. Make sure you give us a follow and let us know what you think of the show. And specifically, if you've got ideas on how you're thinking about your own human weapon system, I would love to hear it. So once again, appreciate you dialing in, listening in, uh, being a fan of the show. I wish you peace, health, and happiness, and take care. <laughs>